0: Hello friends, this is Jaime, and you're listening to the Misconceptions Podcast.
1: I don't understand what's going on. I used to be a decent fighter... I used to be able to hold my own, and now I feel like I can't do anything. I can't do anything for myself. I have to depend on other people. I hate depending on other people. I'm supposed to be a leader. I don't understand what's going on, I don't know how to get back to myself. I need answers.
2: Previously on Misconceptions, and I am going to do my best to remember what has happened because when was our last recording session?
3: November 24th.
2: November 24th. It is today, February 13th. Mm -hmm. Okay. It has been so long since you recorded, I barely remember what we've done. But previously on Misconceptions, um, the crew had been investigating the very first case they had ever been involved in. Uh, the drug trade and fledgling drug empire of one named Marcus Malcolm who turned out to be a GA, promising GA at Promethean University Um, by going to Promethean University they learned that Marcus Malcolm was involved with somebody called Dr. Piotr Jacoby and that by reading his diary or journal I guess that's the more manly way to say it his journal um, he Had been doing something Uh, He talked About some island he talked about test Subjects he talked about somebody called Nick Um, And through more Investigating you did Come head to head with Jesse The girl or the woman with a Dragon tattoo Bill's nemesis You fought her sent her to jail so that was alright Which Whenever we do our geek out during the Credits we need to have Jaime Roll a flashback Or not a flashback. A um, foreshadowing role. Uh, We forgot to do that last time, I believe, for Jesse. But uh, you fought Jesse, and then you went to Marcus' grandmother's house. There you found Marcus, or rather I should say you found his corpse. Uh, The corpse had been stolen from the morgue by Nick, that test subject that Marcus had talked about in his journal. Uh, Nick seemed both ferocious yet innocent Um, he was being chased by somebody he was very afraid of them and then those people caught up with him y'all fought them Faye destroyed the house Marcus grandmother's house trapping the people or rather I should say monsters inside and then you all came together to fight their leader this hyena swine alligator mix of a monster uh, and barely managed to overcome him uh, By Ren using <laughs> Bill's car as a, as a battering ram To ram him into the house next to them uh, But then you went to the mob doctor Got him to fix you up And that is where we left off uh, So my question to all four of you is Where do we find you now?
1: Esther's locked in her bedroom at, the, at her apartment like, at her and Faye's apartment.
2: Okay, so describe the scene for us.
1: Um, she's locked in her bedroom, <laughs> and uh-huh. she had. Well, I was just.
2: Okay, 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 okay. She,
1: she's locked in her bedroom. She has um, any file that she's ever had, like any information on anything with her dad. Um, anything that they've recently worked basically like she has everything that she had like all of the records are just strewn all over the room and she's kind of in this like manic's not the word I'm looking for but she's in this like state of like there has to be answers and I'm done like with this like Not getting answers and not figuring things out like I'm over it Mm -hmm. and so she's just raking through everything trying to piece everything together because everything's just a cluster cuss Mm -hmm. and she's tired of it so she's gonna find answers
2: okay so with your photo montage are you wanting to do work the case or are you wanting to explore your mythos
1: well, I guess it's to explore my mythos. I'm kind of wanting to work the case, but not like the case as in what we're all doing. Yeah. So I don't know.
2: Yeah. So exactly when it what says that like. when it looks says work like, the case, uh-huh. I think that, of course, you have your case. Right. Uh, but I also think your case is multiple cases right mm-hmm. now. There are multiple threads all spread throughout the city. But I also think each one of you have cases that you are working on, especially you, Esther. You've been working on the case of your father's death and history Mm -hmm. uh, since the beginning of this podcast. So I think when it says work the case, I think the case can be whatever you want it to be. What case is most important to you at that moment? Mm
1: -hmm. So I guess I'm working the case. Okay. The case being... Everything with my father.
2: Okay. So you... Uh, so tell us how you do it, and you get three clues.
1: So like I said, like I'm raking through everything, and I'm trying to come up with, like, connections between everything that's happening or has happened. Um, and I feel like there's so much that I don't really know exactly where to start. Um, but I'm looking at the picture of Javi, dad, and the lady with the ring. That's what I'm looking at right now.
2: And, and her name, uh, just so, just so you can remember this. I, in my wonderful foresight, I gave her a freaking L name Mm. because we don't have enough L women on this (laughs) podcast. Uh, but her name is Lena. L-E-N-A. Not Leslie. Not Linda. Lena. Not Luna? (laughs) So add another. Not Luna. And what was the name I accidentally gave Leslie? Lisa. It's not Lisa, as she is now known in this podcast. It is Lena. Yes, but you're looking at the picture of Javi, Morty, and Lena all together. Mm -hmm. Uh, And you see in that picture, you see... Their arms are all across their shoulders. They are all close, huddling together for this picture. And you see clearly on Lena's hand, on your father's shoulder, is that ring that you now wear on your hand. That owl ring with uh, with bejeweled set eyes.
1: Can you jog my memory of what Javi told me about this picture? Because I've talked to Javi about this picture.
2: You have, you have. Um, all Javi said is that... I believe this was a picture from the past. He, he remembered it fondly. Uh, he hadn't thought about the trio in a while, but Morty, Javi, and Lena all used to be really good friends, uh, and now they're not. Uh, or, I don't know if you, you could make that assumption, but you've never met Lena, to your memory.
1: How would I go about finding out if Lena is still alive?
2: Um, well, let's. Uh, how, how would you find somebody like today?
1: I would probably start with a Google search. Um, I'm wondering if there's some website where I can like. Scan her face.
2: Ooh, okay. 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 Book, but I'm not wanting face. to scan
1: the whole picture.
2: <laughs> book face.
1: I'm wanting to specifically like zoom in and scan just her face because I don't want any of the other details of the picture on the internet or to be
2: connected to me or anything like that. Yeah. Uh, so I totally think that'll work. So you you scan her, uh, you scan her face specifically. Um, so what what question are you wanting to ask?
1: Is this person still living?
2: Yes. Uh, you do find her. Her name is, oh gosh, what's a good last name?
1: Lena Lovegood. <laughs> Lena Lovebad. <laughs> <laughs> ah.
2: Lena Kite. Lena, Lena Kite. Why don't you Lena Kite against that wall over there? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, okay. Lena Churchill. Churchill. It's spelled like it is spelled like Churchill. <laughs> It's Churchill. What is Churchill?
3: Torrell <laughs>
2: Torel. <laughs> no, so it's C H U R C H I L. Churchill. Churchill. Uh, Lena huh? Churchill. But yeah, so you, you scan her face, you look her up, uh, you see she is still alive, she is still here. Um, you see that she is a librarian.
1: Do I know that she is in the area?
2: She is in the city. Yes. She's alive and she resides in the city.
1: I guess I am going to go. I'm going to continue and find out where she works. Exactly.
2: Okay. Um, you, you keep researching, uh, you find she is a librarian. She works here. Oh, wait, what was your question?
1: (laughs) Where does she work? Where
2: does she work? Okay. That's what I thought. Uh, you see that she works at a library, uh, at Rook
4: Street, is that nearby Bishop Street and um, <laughs> King and Queen
2: Street? Yes, it is. It is. Uh, what direction do rooks move? They move straight lines, right? It is straight across from uh, Bishop Street, but it's around the corner from Knight Street.
1: Do I know what year the picture was taken? Like, is there a timestamp on it?
2: Um, I think there was, uh, and I think I gave it to you, and I. Th- I think I said it was taken before you were born. Uh, so this shows a much younger Javi uh, and, of course, much younger Morty and uh, Lena.
1: So I am going to continue searching for her. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm trying to find any information on her in the time period that is around the picture. Like if there's anything... Hmm. any news stories or anything like that that involve either like all three of them together or just her or just, I mean, I don't know.
2: Sure. Sure. So you, you look around the time period, this picture was taken. Uh, you don't find like Lena Churchill saves a bunch of kids or there's nothing like with her name in the headline. Uh, but by digging and really getting into your research uh, you see pictures like there's a headline new bar opens up in the straits and it's Morty's. This is when Morty opened up and you see in one of the pictures, you see a picture of Javi, Morty and Lena all in the all in the area. Um, you see uh, uh, a picture of the new graduating class of policemen in the city. And it is, of course, Javi's induction. And you see Morty and Lena are there in the audience. Um and you keep you keep combing through all these files uh, and you see like uh, they they always seem to be together. Um, and I'm, I'm trying to think of how to say this. Oh, let's see. But there are uh, headlines around the name Carmine Giuseppe. And... Uh, in in these headlines, you often find the three of them in pictures. Uh, not mentioned by name or anything like that, but you do see, like, Carmine Giuseppe opens up new casino, Carmine Giuseppe bankrolls, uh, new expedition to Africa, or I don't know, something like that. Um, and they are in those pictures.
1: So... When you say they're in the pictures, they're in the pictures with Carmine Giuseppe, like they're there at the ribbon cutting and they're one of the red yes, coats. Yes,
2: yes. So like, um, like there, there's a ceremony. He's cutting open this new, uh, ribbon ceremony for this new business. Uh, of course there's Carmine Giuseppe and all these other important people. But then like in the background, you zoom in enhance. there's your dad, there's Lena. And then like an officer on duty is Hoffie. Uh, so all three, not like they're all like, hey, Carmine, come here. Let me let me hold you or something. They're like all there in the same picture.
1: In the same picture, but not standing together,
2: not standing together, kind of spread out a little bit. Yeah. Um, so while you are you're doing all this, this is kind of like an all day activity for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but while you're doing this, you get a phone call. You look at the screen and it is from James, your employee at the bar. Hello. Hey, uh, hey, boss. Uh, how how are you? How are you doing?
1: Uh. Um. I'm fine. What's up?
2: Yeah, yeah. Everything's fine at the bar. Uh-huh. Uh I uh, I just came in today, you know, fire up the grills and everything. Are you are you gonna be here tonight?
1: Um. I don't know. Do you think you can handle things without me tonight?
2: And you like hear this, just XL of oh no not again. He's like, yeah, yeah, I can, I can handle it. Um, listen, boss, when I got to work today, there was an envelope under the door. Um, uh, it's addressed to you. Uh, here, let me, let me take a picture real quick. And you hear him snap a picture and then (laughs) it buzzes in your ear and you look at it and it is a, uh, notice of eviction letter um, and Esther, I want you to roll a face danger against a failing bar three status. Do you have anything that you could add to this role to prevent this?
1: I don't know. If I could use like voice of reason in that like I could talk with somebody like.
2: Well, this make is my
1: case. So. I mean, I know that's not what we're doing right at this moment, but, like...
2: Yeah. Um, I would say you could roll that to reduce it later. Okay.
1: Um, The only ones that I could think of is, like, life lessons, because, like, I know how to handle these kind of things, like... Or Hmm. dedication, just in that, like, I'm completely dedicated Hmm. to...
2: I would say all of those tags could be used to argue your case later. But
1: I don't think I have anything for right now. Then
2: okay, then you take a, a failing bar three status.
1: Well, do I get to roll?
2: If you can defend against it, oh. uh, and since you cannot, uh, then you you take that status. So he he sends you that, and he's like, I'm I'm sorry, boss. I've I've been trying. Uh, you know, I've been I've been running the drinks and, and getting the burgers out. We haven't had too many people though this last couple of weeks and I, I don't know boss I'm, I'm sorry
1: it's not your fault James
2: I guess I'll, I'll get to it see ya see ya and he hangs up uh, what do you do after that phone call
1: I just lay back on the bed and start having a conversation like I would if my dad was still here All right, Dad, things are really bad right now. It'd be great if you could just give me a direction. This isn't how it was supposed to work. The bar was supposed to basically manage itself, and then it basically got exploded, and I had to put it back together, and now everything's screwed up again. Thought everything was gonna be fine, and it's not. I don't even know where to turn at this point. Is Lena supposed to have the answers for me? Why didn't you tell me about her? <sighs> Seems like there's a lot you didn't tell me. I don't know what I'm supposed to do.
2: And as you're kind of having your conversation with, with your dad, uh, the phone is still open on that picture, and you kind of just threw it down on the bed as you kind of hopped into bed to talk. And the camera, like, is on the phone, and then it pans over to this misshapen metal coin. Uh, It was that coin given to you by Carmine Giuseppe slipped into your pocket the night of the mayoral debate gala. And the camera kind of focuses on that, and then it cuts to your face and then we will cut away from you to somebody else. Who are we going to?
3: I'm going last, so it's one of you two.
4: Zach, <laughs> <laughs> you go. I'll, okay, I'll go. Um, so you see, uh, like, Ren walks back to his um, office, um, and so he starts working on his computer, Uh, And first he starts, um, he pulls all the files and stuff that, uh, Pablo and Deja have like set on his desk of just like all the, all the jobs that they have completed and he starts working through those. And eventually he just gets bored from that. Um, just because the day has been so exciting that he, that just doing his normal job has just become, um, gray and Uh, Unexciting Um, And so He starts trying to figure out Like different gadgets and stuff That he can work on And so He had seen some videos um, Of people Like jumping across the city And then he thought about How uh, Faye Uses her vines and stuff um, To like save the day And he's like I could do that But in different ways And so Um he starts working on a program to download to his, um, uh, to himself to make uh, parkour skills. Uh, and so he starts downloading or like writing code, uh, to make parkour skills. And then while he's doing that, um, and he's typing that down, he suddenly hears the static sound. Um, and he can't get it out of his head. So he, Basically throws his hood on puts his earbuds in and then just like goes for a run And so he's going for a run throughout the city and then now he's um, In a different part of the city that he's not familiar with Um, But at the same time is noticing some familiar markings that he has started to recognize before um, When he first got his implant
2: Like, this is... Like, this is a familiar area to you? Like, maybe somewhere in this area this is where you were... You came from? Yeah. Okay. And so...
4: Um... And so he's, like... He, like, ran past all these, like, unfamiliar places. But then, like, he suddenly came upon this, like, familiar opening, basically, of these warehouses and stuff. And so one of the warehouses... Um... There's like a faint, like blue pulsing light or whatever in the far off warehouse, and so he walks towards it. So, what are you wanting to do with your photo montage? I want to kind of discover um, the like. I want to get some more clues, I guess, on my rift and okay, like kind of my origin, like why. I got the implants in the first place kind of thing.
2: So you're wanting to explore your mythos. Mm -hmm. So tell everyone at the table which mystery you explore and how you do it. Uh, So look at your mythos cards. Mm -hmm. Uh, On each one of those, you have a mystery written, a question that you want to answer. So which question are you wanting to get answers to? I guess what happened to me on that night. What happened to you on that night? Okay.
4: Yeah, and so that's for the digital data implants rather than the gun.
2: Okay, digital data implants. Okay. So, uh, first of all, go ahead and give yourself one attention in that in that theme. Um, so, you find that warehouse, you walk inside. Um, suddenly, images of that night come flashing back to you. You're just walking, and then all of a sudden, this car swerving... ...up onto the sidewalk and hitting you. You can hear the shattering of glass. You can feel your bones breaking, falling. You have images intermittent of you inside the the ambulance being driven somewhere. And then you have intermittent images, staticky images... ...of a bright light shining down on you in a dark room. And then you have that very clear memory of waking up... ...your head buzzing and whirring... Now with these digital data implants surgically put in your skull, you finding the blueprints and pieces for that gun, wandering out into the night, still in a daze, and, then, and as these images come back to you, you recognize this was the warehouse that I left that night. You've been looking for this warehouse for so long, but as you walk in, you still have that static and that voice comes to you and it speaks to you in that robotic tone.
5: Username Ren Pascal. Entrance accepted.
2: And then, um, like, something in the floor opens up. Like, the section opens up, and you see stairs leading down. And it's not, like, stone stairs. It is this steel mesh of stairs. And from inside, the paneling on the walls is in stone. It is this, these hexagonal White metal pieces That go down it's very bright In contrast with this dark warehouse What do you do?
4: I walk toward I mean I look around the warehouse Do I see anything at all?
2: Uh, You see crates Shipping containers Nothing out of the ordinary
4: Okay And then I I just straight Walk towards the stairs And descend downwards Okay You descend
2: downwards As you're descending you, You get a call Who's the call? Uh, it is Pablo, your employee at Pascal and Associates. Alright, I
4: answered the call. Hey, what's up, Pablo?
2: Yo, Rin. um, this is Pablo. I mean, you already knew that. That's stupid. I don't know why I said that. Uh, hey, there's some guys here, uh, in track suits. Uh, they said they're friends of yours?
4: Um and you let them into the office?
2: Well our door's unlocked, man. We're a business. They just kinda walked in.
4: Well tell them I'll come back later.
2: Yeah, yeah, okay. Uh You hear him cover the phone. Hey, uh, he he says he'll he'll come back later. Yeah, he's on he's on the phone right now. You Okay, sure, yeah, take it, okay. You hear a voice. Mr. Pascal. Yes. It's a pleasure to make your acquaintance. My name's Vinny. I hear you've been uh, sticking your typing fingers in places that don't need to be stuck. We have a message from Mr. G. Don't stick your fingers in places they don't need to be stuck. Because sometimes things get broken. And in the background, you hear the shattering sound, and you hear Deja. Ah! scream that's my friend Bobby he's such a klutz he's so accident prone anyway Mr. Pascal you have a wonderful business here and two very nice employees I think they should be on your mind when you go forward with what you want to do with your life phone hangs up you are standing halfway in this hallway. Looking downwards, you could see there's another hallway going further into this complex where you could find answers to who you really are. But something inside of you is also saying you need to go back to your associates and take care of your employees. Where do you go? I hope you die in a I'll spit my water all over my notes. (laughs) Make a hard choice, my dude. You've never been this close to finding answers. Yep. Just rubbing it in. Yep. (laughs) Got to work it. I got to make this this interesting and dramatic. I move forward into the. Do you think this cracks your Pascal and Associates? Yeah. Okay. Let's take a crack. You keep walking. You enter into this hallway. As you're entering in, the static actually clears. Uh, And as you enter in this hallway, have you been here before? Something very familiar about this. And as you walk, I wanna say the camera like zooms out as you walk down this hallway and the spacing in between these hexagonal patterns, they start to light up with every step you take as your head passes, they keep time with your head. And these like LED futuristic lights light up on the wall, the same tone and color of the colors in your head and in your gun. And you keep walking. You might not notice it, but the camera like zooms out and sees the walls lighting up with these patterns. Uh, you keep walking and the hallway opens up into this dark room. Um, and in the middle of this room is a bloody steel table. Uh, and as you look at it, there's this whirring sound in your head. Um, and you flinch and you have the image of you On this operating table, your head opened, these skeletal metal fingers probing at your brain. You snap back. You're still in this dark room. A bright light shining down on this steel table. What do you do?
4: I walk towards the steel, like the bloody steel table and like investigate and try to look around to see if there's anything that like pop any like other memories that pop out
2: or see if I can like gather more memories that pull back to me yeah you, you walk over to the table you look at the table the blood is dried yeah because um, <clears throat> this was months and months ago that you were last here um, you look around and you see oh there's the table that you found the blueprints on just a couple of feet away from this uh, you look up and you can't see where this light is shining down from, you assume like it's super dark in here, but you assume like there's just some hanging lamp or something shining down, but you can't see it. Um, But you, you investigate this table, you look around, it's just a steel table. There's nothing. But as you are inspecting this table, a voice echoes into the chamber.
5: Hello, user Ann Pascal. Welcome.
2: Who are you?
5: My designation isn't important. What is important is my mission. The same mission as you, Yuzuru and Pascal.
4: How did you find me?
5: My programming drove me to find you.
4: Drove you to hit me?
5: We did not target you in order to harm you. From when I am, you died on that night, killed in a hit and run. The driver was never found. You were the perfect subject. Someone with no threads or connections to interfere. You were an anomaly. Using you would not corrupt the time data stream. You were the perfect weapon.
4: Weapon for what?
5: A weapon programmed to divert catastrophe. To save the city to strike before the time is gone. That night, I diverted your ambulance to this location. You would have died before you had reached the hospital. I saved you. I gave you your implants for a specific purpose.
4: What do these implants do? How am I supposed to divert catastrophe the time? What did you call it?
5: The time data stream.
4: The time data stream, what is that?
5: The time data stream is the pre-programmed existence of past, present, and future. In order for our operation to work, we had to implement a tool that would not divert the flow of the time data stream, but could also change its flow. From when I am from, you do not exist. Your life was an important, cut short, and had no lasting impact on the future. Now, I have given you importance. Now, you will save the future.
4: So you're from the future. Yes. Okay, I mean that makes sense. (laughs)
2: So
4: you're from the future to save us from the past. Or save us from future catastrophe. And that's what I'm here for. Yes. But you only gave me one weapon.
5: Your programming was left incomplete. First, you had to be tested before your full capacities could be unlocked.
4: But can you unlock them now?
5: User error. User does not contain enough storage. Certain files must be deleted before installation can continue. Well,
2: what kind of files? All around you these pictures light up, uh, like holographic images in a circle around in the darkness. They are images of your friends, Esther, Linda, Bill, Faye, Deja, Javi, Nick, all these people that you've met, and soon it populates in a globe all around you of all these connections you've made.
5: There are too many files to upload new operating systems.
4: So I have to turn into a complete robot in order to save the world.
5: This is the only way to save the city. It is what I was sent here to do. In order to save the city, only one must die.
2: And these images start to blink out one by one, going down to a single image, and Zack I want to ask you, who does Rin have to kill to save the future? Hello friends, and welcome to the mid-show section of episode 45. I'm your host, David White, and hi... I hope you're having a great day. You might have already noticed that Jaime's audio quality isn't super great in this episode. Uh, unfortunately, this was an episode that we had to record online with Jaime. We, we couldn't, uh, all of us, go to Austin to record for these episodes um, because, you know, Carrie and I are having a baby next month, and with uh, the baby getting closer, We're not able to travel as much, so this was one that we had to record online with Jaime. Uh, I still think the content of the episode is really great, but I always get frustrated with audio quality. And you know, some of you might be like, eh, it's not such a big deal, but it's kind of a big deal to me. There are like a thousand actual play podcasts out there, and I think the thing that sets us apart is good audio quality and us all being at a table together. So on these episodes where we're not all at the table together and we don't have great audio quality, it's very frustrating for me. Um, but I just want this show to be the best it can be and it's just, I'm I'm very hypercritical of myself and the products I make. So uh, even if it doesn't matter anything to you, I'm, I'm just going to apologize anyway for shoddy audio, audio quality. Um, and uh, unfortunately, we had to record quite a few episodes like this. Uh, so stick around., uh, there are some really great episodes hidden beneath the uh, the inferior audio quality, but uh we'll we'll pick it back up uh, after the baby is born with some better audio quality. And speaking of a baby being born, ah, I'm getting closer and closer to being a dad, y'all. <laughs> it is less than thirty days, and Carrie will be giving birth to little baby White. Um we are super excited. Uh, we are ready for him to be here, uh, but this may affect the show a little bit. Uh, this is our first kid. Uh, we don't know what to expect, um, but I wanted to be up front with you and say, you know, there might be some conflicts with scheduling, and uh, but I'm going to do my best to have the episodes out on time every other week, just like normal. But if they aren't, uh, just please be patient with us uh as we as we figure out how to take care of this wonderful bundle of joy that we are about to bring into our lives um and also we would really appreciate your thoughts and prayers and concerns and good vibes and good feelings out into the universe as uh Carrie's pregnancy comes to an end and uh just that her pregnancy and delivery goes well uh and that she stays healthy and that the baby stays healthy um but we're we're super excited. Uh, and we, we appreciate you thinking about us if you do, um, and uh, yeah, also I wanted to give an update on Sins of the Father, Sins of the Father is our second podcast that is going to be coming out, a, a complimentary podcast to Misconceptions, uh, and we have started recording those episodes, and I can already tell you, You are going to be falling in love with these characters. Uh, Phil is spinning a really great and interesting story, but these characters were blowing me away whenever we were recording. You are going to fall in love with these kids, and we have a great group of players playing a great cast of characters. And just in the first two episodes, there were quite a few... um, tearing up moments moments that might make you a little emotional and endearing to certain characters uh namely mine because my character is so great but anyways uh Sins of the Father it is shaping up to be a really great show I hope you're excited for it because it is going to be something really great and we are still on track to release sometime this summer we don't have any Patreon shoutouts this week. If you want to help support us financially, there is a link down in the show notes. Right now, we are trying to get up to an amount where we can afford to pay our players a steady paycheck for recording episodes. That would be a really great thing for them because they they help make this show, and I think they deserve uh, that. So, we're trying to raise that money. Patreon give whatever you can, give whatever you want, but if you're not able to, we still love you. It's okay. But I do want to say thank you to our recent iTunes reviewer Red Arrow 88. Red Arrow 88, I don't know if this was before you lost your arm and became Arsenal. Uh but I just wanted to take a moment and say thank you for reviewing us. We really appreciate your rating and review. Uh and I am glad that I was able to help you build that character for your City of Mist game. And, uh, you know, let me know how it worked out. I'm interested to hear how your Jack the Ripper concept turned out. Um, But now, we are going to get back to the episode. Who is Ren going to choose? Who is his target going to be? I bet you already have some ideas. And I bet you're probably wrong. Let's get back to that episode. The images start blinking out and then only one is left. We do not see them, but we see like the light glowing on your face and your face is like horror struck. And then we could cut to someone else and you could text me or something who who your target is later. Wait, who's he killing? Is he trying to kill me. He he hasn't decided yet. You can decide on these. Jesus, okay. uh-huh. I did not expect us to, like, get that reveal <laughs> like, so quickly. I've been sitting on that since, like, our character creation session. Wow. Before the podcast even started. Yes. No, it's been in my back pocket. Literally. A folded up piece of paper. He pulls it out. Okay. So good. So we... We transition away from Rin, Rin's face lit up, horrified by the sight he sees, uh, to Bill.
0: What is Bill doing? Bill is eating some popcorn, watching cartoons. No, not really. Um, (laughs) Bill is exploring his new mythos. Ride the wind, and we're investigating that. I can do that, right? Yes, yes. Tr- so uh, find you the wanted backups. to do, yeah, explore your mythos. Yeah, which one was I closest? Wasn't I close to finding one with the east one?
2: <laughs> so you, so what we found out was that Akat was the Bacab of the East, right? Uh, and you needed to find the Northwest and South Bacabs.
0: right? So um, I, ha- I have all of these books that i've been reading and trying to study and figure things out and i think i've pinpointed where the west wait which one is it? we talked about somebody being one of the bacabs uh
2: i don't i don't think that we came up with one i think i think the last time you uh did this you had found out that there was a bacab of the north south east and west you were of the east and as you compared you what you had found out to map of the city, you had discovered, oh, I live in the east part of the city. So wherever these other bacobs are, they must be in the north, west, and south parts of the city. Um, and that is that was your clue from last time.
0: I can check out the south side. Okay. I'm trying to think of how I would go about this. Yeah. So, um, with
2: with explore your mythos, you tell everyone at the table which mystery you're exploring, and that is how far away are the other Bacabs, Uh, and you and how you do it. You gain one clue with a method and a source based on your description, and you get to mark an attention in that uh, themes card.
0: But have you have you had time to think about it? Like I don't. Wanna... Uh, I have. Okay. Yeah, is it Alec Baldwin? It is. I figured it was just the Baldwin brothers.
2: <laughs> yeah, you yeah, identified three Baldwin brothers. The reveal of your mystery is that you are the fourth Baldwin brother, Bill Baldwin. <laughs>
0: oh Where did I have a dream of a cot? Was it in my house when I was asleep?
2: Yes. Let's see. That was a long time ago. Well. It might've been the beginning of season one. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I th- Cause I think you were like on a tropical Island or something surrounded by people and you were seeing yourself as a cot being worshiped as these people worshiped by these people.
0: Yeah, that's true. But I'm trying to think of the location. So that was at my house, which is in the East side of the city. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take a map of the city out and circle my neighborhood and from there, okay. I'm going to draw a line due west to the other side of the city. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then uh, try to find the closest like area to a mirror of where my neighborhood is.
2: Oh, 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 I thought you were talking about a, a reflective, like, surface mirror. So you're saying, yeah. like, find, find an equidistance from the center of the yes. city to the west side, like, correlating to where you are on the east side. Right. Okay, and okay, then, okay,
0: I dig it. And then doing the same thing north and south and circling for pretty big areas, probably, like, like, 10 miles in diameter or something, um, and then just... Bringing a couple of books uh, I think I want to focus on the south one Because uh, I think it would be smarter to focus on one at a time And I'm going to fly To the south side of town Okay, so um, <laughs> Bill,
2: as you are going uh, You I, This this might be me Projecting too much on your character But like, I would assume that now that you have like This connection with wind like You might leave your windows more open To let the breeze in uh, Would that be something that Bill does? That's how you get ants, David. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone knows wind is heavily infested by
0: ants. (laughs) No, yeah. Yeah. There's there's always like a little draft in my my curtains go like. (sighs) Yeah, I dig it. So like as as you're doing this
2: map, like we see in the background, like the curtains like blowing in the breeze. And you're like, ah, there, I'm going there. And you like circle south and you start putting on your coat, or not your coat because it's summer. You like put on your cowboy hat, and you're getting ready to go, but as you go, like this southern wind blows through your house, almost like pushing you to the door, like, yes, go, find the South Bacab. But as it blows, you hear something fall and break. You turn around, and you see a picture frame has fallen down. Uh, and Bill, as you go over to pick up that picture frame, I would like for you to describe... What is Bill and his wife and his kid doing in this picture?
0: It is, it is a candid, yeah, I guess candid is the right word. It's not like mm-hmm. a setup scene, but it's, okay. a, shot, it's a shot of um, Bill and his wife and his son at uh, a birthday party for Bill's mother at their house. And they're just, like, around Bill's mother and, like, being super warm and full of love and happy. Yeah. And now it's broken and shattered into a million pieces.
2: (laughs) It's not not shattered into a million pieces. However, as you pick it up, the way it's shattered, you see an individual crack runs between all three of you. Like, almost like this crack is separating you from your son and your wife. Um, prophetic,
0: in a way, but you. Well, what what do you do? I don't know because the reason that I'm looking for the Bucobs is to get them.
2: Yeah. Okay. So you you like set it back on the the mantle, and yeah. then you rush out the door, conjure a cloud <laughs> underneath you, and uh, flying nimbus yourself to the south side of town. Uh, do you, do you want to meet the Southern Bacab? Do we want to like role play that out? I think that'd be cool. Okay. Um, let me go ahead. So you get one attention, uh, in your ride the wind. So that also means you get a new power tag for ride the wind. Uh, and we can pick that out later. Or if you have your book, you could pick it out right now. Uh, but I'll go ahead and mark that for you. But (coughs) you go to the South, um I guess it's I guess I don't know, you describe it to me. Is this like the bad side of town
0: or what? I'm just picturing it like Houston. So <laughs> Okay. Kind of. Okay. So it's it's the rougher side of town, the bad the, side of the, town. It's the
2: industrial kind of okay. side of town. Okay. So it's the industrial mm-hmm. side. Um as you come into the south side your your, uh, your cloud starts to kind of reflect The nature of this part of the city Like it's not so clean anymore It starts to become more smoggy Looking And maybe like once you step off It kind of leaves a stain or residue on your boots uh, But you hop off um, And you, you start Looking around mm-hmm. Just casually walking down uh, This is the industrial area So there's a lot of factories A lot of businesses Um a lot of a lot of people wearing coveralls with soot stains and oil stains and things like that uh, but there are also some vendors people that cater to to this lifestyle some eateries some bars uh, some triple X uh, shops uh, things like that um, and you're walking down and as you're walking, you see one business uh let me just say it's like a street vendor. Uh, but the street vendor, they're like selling hot dogs, but on their um, little stand or their cart or whatever you want to call it uh, is this intricate Mayan face. Uh, very similar to the face of a cot that you've seen before. Very similar to Jeremiah's face when he went full mythos on all of you in uh, the Golden Flamingo. Um, but you see that... And uh, Jaime, I would like for you to describe for me who is the Southern Bacab. What do they look like? He looks
0: like Alan,
2: Alec Baldwin. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So is he, is he older than you or younger than you or about the same age?
0: He's, he's, a, he's a little bit older than me. Okay. He, he does a really good Trump impersonation. <laughs> yes, he um, does. <laughs> he's always got a wry... Little grin on his face, and he's he's almost like um, I don't know if Weasley's the right word, but like his hands are are like he's always fidgeting with his hands, fidgeting with his hands. Okay. So he's just he's just sitting there behind the 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 thing with the tiki mask, like smiling Mm -hmm. and fidgeting with his hands.
2: Yeah, yeah. So uh, as you walk up, you see this this man there. He's fidgeting, watching everybody come by. Occasionally, a person walks up to him. He sells him a hot dog. Um, you notice he also has tattoos, not as, uh, elaborate as yours, uh, maybe just a sleeve on one arm up to his shoulder, uh, but as you walk up, he sees your tats. Oh, well, I, uh, I love your tattoos. Where, uh, where'd you, where'd you get those?
0: Uh, it's kind of a long story.
2: I wouldn't be asking if I wasn't interested. Hey, would you like a hot dog?
0: Sure. What's his special?
2: What is not our special is a better question. Uh, Let's see. And he opens it up and he has all these different toppings and uh, all these different condiments. Uh, He has kosher franks. He has definitely not kosher franks. Uh, He has sesame seed buns. He has honey wheat buns. Um, He has all these all these different hot dogs.
0: Uh, uh, Give me a a city-style hot dog. Excellent choice. And he gets it over, hands it to
2: you, and you know what? Free of charge, if you can give me your story.
0: Well, you see, the Mayan god of death tatted me up and used me to carry out his will. And I put it into it. But not before he captured my Wife and son, which is why I'm standing right here talking to you. His eyes are very wide, but not in
2: surprise, but in recognition. And he he looks at you. So. Someone like us, then. Yeah, someone who someone who can do. He looks around furtively at the people walking by and he stretches out his tattooed hand and like flicks his wrist and from far away you see this uh, like cyclone catch this fog and leaves and paper and it just spins around and then as he flicks his wrist back it dissipates and the debris falls down to the ground someone like us
0: then yeah exactly
2: So, so, so what does this mean? Are are we connected? Did, I, I didn't always look like this. One day I just woke up and these, he points to his tattoos, were on my hand, on my arm, all the way up to my shoulder. He like lifts up his, rolls up his sleeve to show you the intricate tattoos Uh, and some of the uh, shapes are very similar to shapes you have woven into your tapestry as well. I've had dreams of, uh, four uh, people with tattoos like mine, but I can't see their faces. Uh, we're, we're all together. Uh, and I, I'm not sure how to say it, but we are Preventing something?
0: So, my angle and my goal has been find the four, or find the three Mm -hmm. other Bacobbs so that I could see if they could help me get my wife and daughter. Mm -hmm. I'm discovering this person who's a Bacob who doesn't know what that means. Mm Mm-hmm. And the whole purpose and, like, the job of the Bacabs are to be, like, four protectors, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. To, like, hold this, like, the realm together? I'm trying to...
2: Yeah, so their their mythology is these four Bacabs, so when the earth was flat, Mm -hmm. uh, the four Bacabs stood at the four corners of the world and held up the sky. Right, okay. Uh, And if the sky ever fell, like, bad things would happen. Gotcha. Um, so he says, you know, there's four of us. We're all together, and we're like, he says, you are preventing something.
0: Maybe the, maybe they are the keepers of the mist. Like, because if the mist leaves the city, and everyone knows there's monsters and stuff, it would get wild. Hmm. Yeah, there's a. Uh, it's definitely something that we have to be doing. There's two more. I'm like you. Have you? Ever looked for anyone else? Tried to figure anything out? Uh, no, I. I
2: have no idea what these what these uh, visions even are. I thought I was going crazy until I met you just now. What a relief! I'm not
0: crazy. Am
2: I real? His his face suddenly becomes crestfallen, and he reaches over the hot dog stand timidly, and he just with two fingers taps your chest.
0: You, you almost got me <laughs> Sorry You got an odd sense of humor Well um, We need to Find uh, the other two Bacabs because Do you even know what that word means? Uh, I feel like I do Alright let's just say I explain it to him Yeah I give him the quick and short version And now he is caught up Okay so that's <laughs> That's, that's the story of us. I need you to help me find the West Macabre, and I can find the North Macabre. Do you think you can do that?
2: Certainly, certainly. Uh, let me give you uh, my number. My name is Alec. What's yours?
0: <laughs> my name's Bill.
2: Nice to meet you, Bill. And he stretches out his tattooed hand to give you a shake.
0: Oh, thank you. I don't know how well shakes go with hot dogs, but, you know, I'm glad... <laughs> I'm just kidding
2: well it's, it's it's on the house it's peanut butter banana
0: <laughs> oh it sounds amazing actually all right and then i shake his hand
2: <laughs> okay and we will we will transition away from that scene to oh man fey yay <laughs> tessa has out of character been wanting this photo montage for like Five months?
3: I looked back and I texted you November 10th.
2: Oh my gosh. And
4: asked
3: for a photo montage. I'm so excited. Okay.
4: I'm sure we could just skip past Tess's photo montage. I was really afraid
3: you were going to be like, oh, right. And that is the end of
4: the episode.
3: And I was going to be like, I don't care. We have to record this next part. <laughs> you can add it to whatever episode you want. Yeah. Um, okay. So, Faye is. Back from the fight. Um, she's a little beat up, but the mob doctor kind of helped heal her up a little bit. Um, when they got home, Esther just kind of like went straight into her room. So Faye's like, okay. Um, so it's the next day, next morning, um, Faye's kind of walking through the house, happens to walk past um, Esther's room down the hallway at one point as she overhears Esther saying, and then the bar was exploded. And Faye's like, oh, oh gosh. And so she, like, scurries down the hallway, not wanting to hear the rest of Esther's rant about Faye's mistakes. Um, goes and sits down and picks up the children's book, or, chi- or book of children's stories that she was reading um, a little bit ago and starts flipping through it. Um, and as she's reading it... um. You know, she's just kind of, like, curled up on one of the recliners. um, Lazy Saturday, like, in sweats and everything. Um, She leans back, and a look of recognition hits her face. And she says, Bloody hell. And gets up, throws the book down, runs into her bedroom. And if you remember, when Faye... Moved in originally, Um, she covered one whole wall with an entanglement of vines and flowers. And so Faye, like, sits back on her bed, like, on the edge of her bed, and the flowers and vines kind of roll off. Um, And, okay, I'm sending you all a picture.
2: Oh, okay.
3: So it rolls off, and you see all of these clues... That Faye has written in different sticky notes, pieces of paper, anything she's been able to find. Um, you've got a couple of banana leaves here and there. <laughs> and you see sections. She's got one section that says in the city, and it's listing all of the people that they've encountered in the city. Um, you've got one section that has drugs, and it's listing all of the encounters they've had with the drug industry. You've got a section that says Pier 43. The gala, the mafia Portal Water treatment plant number 23 And then you've got this Quickly scribbled section That says abused kids And it's underlined all scratchily And Faye has written out Johnny and Richard And then um, Five lost boys Scott stayed X-Men And it's all just very jumbled Um, and then Faye walks up and adds rat pack nosebleeds music. And she runs back into the living room, grabs the book, comes back, flips it open. And you see the story of the Pied Piper and the Pied Piper had gone and gotten all of these children from a city by using music to lure them in. And he had gone to catch rats, mice, whatever. Um, and Faye's like, oh, son of a gun. And so she instantly texts the whole crew and says, come over ASAP. <sighs> so that is working the case. Okay. And if you will let me, I want to bank those three clues. Okay. For when I, she's with everybody and they're talking about what she's
2: discovered. Okay. So you're wanting, so you're working the case. You're going to bank those three clues And you're gonna get the answers to those clues While you talk to people So like your method is discussion Yes Okay Okay Um So all of you Get that text Uh You are all involved in Various activities (laughs) Do you all come over? We can
1: hear you Yeah your mic's not on Esther's already there
0: Your mic's not on (laughs) That's right (laughs) Yeah Yeah, I come over. I just get done shaking Alex's hand and drinking my shake and eating my hot dog. And I'm like, oh, well, I have free time, I guess. Okay. so So we
4: three hands (laughs) drinking
2: your shake, eating your hot dog, shaking his hand. (laughs) So we can we can scene transition to all of you in Faye and Esther's apartment.
3: As, right after Faye sends that text, she, like, looks back at her board, and you'll notice the second picture I sent you, Faye has in each corner of her wall, um, there's, like, a corner that says, me, and has all of these clues, like, Robin and me, longing for Robin Hood, Lisa, vision, um, man as Muhammad, question mark. Then there's a section of Esther that says, owl ring, dad, Javi, shoots well, question mark. Then there's a section of Bill um, that says fairy stick service, Jesse, demon, question mark, and then that's crossed out. (laughs) And then (laughs) Jeremiah, wife and kid. And then there's Ren, and it says computer, and then trustworthy, question mark. And she, like, glances at those and lets the flowers cover those four corners.
2: Ooh, so you're not letting him see those four corners. Yes. Ooh, I like it. Okay. And then... Okay, and so we, we transition to all four of you, I guess, in Faye's bedroom? Mm-hmm. Okay, so describe for me where, where are you in Faye's bedroom and kind of, like, what headspace would the audience get from what they see of you? Like, depending on, like, your mood and how you're sitting and where you're sitting, like, what kind of headspace do they see all four of you in?
3: Faye standing, like, at the wall, very, like teacher lecture style she's like pointing to different things and you she's like jumping like jittery she's so anxious about all of these things and so she's just like flitting about the room like pointing at things and being like
4: with a laser pointer
3: no she doesn't have a laser pointer and she's very disappointed about that
4: is there a pointer made of stick and vine
3: sure sure there's a groot hand She's got an extended Groot hand that she's pointing at things with.
2: So a hand made out of sticks? Yes.
0: Okay. (laughs) Uh, What about the rest of you?
3: Is there
1: any kind of, like...
0: Are there, like, strings? Is this, like, Tessa going full... Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, so that's a good theorists. that's a good
2: question. Yeah, are there like strings connecting like a conspiracy board?
3: Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. I didn't do that in the picture I sent y'all, but I like have circled things that were a big deal and like squared things mm-hmm. that were connected. So you could say like those things are connected through strings and. Okay. It's very police board. Yeah, okay. That's what I'm.
2: Picturing uh, and Carrie, what were you asking?
1: Is there any kind of like? Chair, like oversized chair or couch kind of thing in your room. Yeah, absolutely. There's like a reading corner chair that kind of faces that wall. I'm plopped in that chair with my my leg over the arms of the chair, just completely drained. Cool.
0: So, what was the big reveal just that you wanted to lay everything out?
3: No, I was going to talk to you all about the Pied Piper thing.
0: Okay. So, but did you did we discover who the
3: Mm. No. I haven't told y'all yet.
0: Yeah, so this is this so is, is just, are you an just establishing. Read, are you just David? Are you just trying to read the room? Yes,
2: yeah, so like oh. where where is everybody at, and what do you look like before we uh, get into discussing?
0: Okay, so I like I walk in and I just see like this, and I'm like, well, okay. Uh, I'll be right back. I just like walk into the kitchen, make some tea, take a couple deep breaths. And come back and like sit down with like one of my legs just kind of like up. You can't see it, but like just up. And like, all right, let's hear it. I <laughs> just plopped
4: out on the bed with my hand, with my fists on my chin. And I'm like, all right. So what's next?
3: All right, everyone, welcome to my um, project. Um, I've kind of been keeping track of everything because you know I'm a teacher. So. That's what we do. Um, That's a
4: lot of yarn, by the way.
3: Anyways, um, so I've been reading these children's stories, and I know it's going to sound really crazy, but just hang in there with me. So we know that there are kids that are being abused. We know that somewhere there's a pack of children who all wear these brown jackets. We know that X-Men and them want to be involved. We went, when Esther and I went and talked to Johnny... We know that he, like, had nosebleeds when thinking about it, and he remembered music. um, And we know that they're called the Rat Pack. So I was reading this children's story, and I stumbled across this thing called the Pied Piper. And I know you're going to say, Tessa, not Tessa, Faye. (laughs) 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 I know you're going to say, Faye, there's no such thing as the Pied Piper. It's just an old tale, fairy story, fairy tale, whatever. Anyway,
4: hey, that's just an old fairy tale.
3: Ren, I hate you. <laughs> and But I'm not supposed to exist as Maid Marian, and I do exist, and I don't entirely know how that is, but I have flashbacks of Maid Marian. So what if there's someone like me who has flashbacks of being Pied Piper, who's going around stealing all these kids and making them only remember these music things, and they're the Rat Pack, because rat and music and... <sighs>
4: I mean, like, it feels like we're in a city that is made up of fairy tales. Like Monster
0: High? I'm
4: just kidding. <laughs> no, sorry. And there's, like, a whole mist that is covering the city that we live in called City of Mist.
0: I think it's it does sound very much like the tale. And, I mean, we've experienced things so far that... Um, Are a little different Are a little mystical Emphasis on the mist
3: Does Esther say anything? No Okay, okay <laughs> so here's the thing um, I've kind of been working on this for a really really long time And um, my excitement level is like a 20 And y'all's excitement level is like a 2 <laughs> And Esther's <laughs> is really a 0 So I'm gonna need like Some sort of energy here
4: I'm really excited about this. This is so exciting. Ben, Look at all this yarn that you've used and all these pictures. Woo!
1: There's just other things going on.
0: So wh- where do you think a good place to start would be? Should we go talk to the kids? Um, see where they're planning on meeting? Just to investigate these brown jacket people? Fist fight some Nazis? Like, what are you thinking? Jeez. Um...
3: Faye is, like, still locked in on Esther um, because Esther had said, like, well, there's just other things going on, and it, like, hurt Faye to her core. So Faye, like, snaps back to reality. Um, you know what? If you guys have other things going on, then that's fine. I will take care of it on my own. And she, like, covers the wall back up and walks out and leaves the apartment.
0: (gasps)
4: No. I'll follow her. I'll follow her, too. Thanks, Esther. <laughs> and I slam the door, and then I open it back up. I'm like, sorry, this is not my door. And then I walk out.
3: What day of the week is it?
2: Whatever day we want it to be. It's Can it be a work day. Can it be a work day? Uh-huh. Sure. It's summer, so like... That's fine. Yeah.
3: Um... Okay, so Faye storms out, really proud of herself because she never does anything like that. And so she's like, yeah, Faye, you stood up for yourself. Good on you. Then she realizes that she doesn't have a car. <laughs> and so then there's like this feeling of like, ah, oh, shoot. And then she realizes she's still in her sweatpants and an oversized T-shirt. Um, and she's like, well, okay. So she walks and stands at the bus stop. And is now like There's like this huge rush scene She's so like amped up She runs out And then she walks down to the bus stop And she has to like wait 15 minutes For the next bus to come So she's just like standing there Yeah Completely defeated
2: Okay And I guess Bill would catch up with you at this point
0: Yeah, Ren's coming too Yeah,
2: yeah
0: Yeah Okay Hey, hey
3: What do you want?
0: Just wanted to help because yeah what do no, we do it's,
3: it's really okay it's oh, not you can
0: now now stop it
4: stop. you can't just show us a board and then be like no it's fine i've just been waiting to show you this board for forever but it's cool
3: well i mean you weren't taking it seriously because you never take anything seriously and esther apparently has something else going on as she was already venting about me destroying her bar in her bedroom earlier today so who knows what's going on there and bill you were actually kind of helpful so it's fine i took it
4: serious i commented on your yarn usage i thought it was a good use of yarn oh my gosh (laughs) that was a legitimate thing i like yarn i think yarn is really Dude, what good happens for like a
0: character kills another character in game <laughs>
2: <laughs> just asking for a friend. <laughs> they they take a uh, a, a six tier status and uh and yeah they're dead they can't come back from
0: that. <laughs> i could just picture like in game like rin just being almost sheldon like Just totally clueless And Faye's anger just boiling up Inside of her
2: Yeah I don't think we have to Picture that I think that's what's happening
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yes Faye has completely turned Away like arms crossed
0: Uh, Um, Oh You know who might be able to help us Luna Lovegood
3: Luna Lovegood doesn't exist but we do Have a Linda Lockwood
0: (laughs) Same difference. I'm sure Ren, Ren will be happy to see her.
4: Um we're only on texting terms right now, so I'll send her a quick text.
3: I'm not going to see Linda. I'm going to see an old friend.
0: Alright, let's 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 go. And then Bill pulls out his car. You notice that it has been repainted and it's there's only new paint on the spots that Rin wrecked it the rest of it still has like old paint and it's a little bit mismatched but it works so he's like let's let's head that way
3: you pulled out your car
0: just (laughs) out of your back pocket (laughs) yes it floated down on a cloud
2: oh my god
4: Why don't we just float to where
0: we're going on a cloud? Because you're metallic, you'll fall straight through it. It won't work.
2: Esther, where are you at?
1: I'm in the apartment and I am. I decide that I'll be able to catch up with them. And so I'm putting like my files away in my room and I'm going to like take a shower and get ready to.
2: Okay, okay. So I have. Follow
1: along with this adventure.
2: Okay, I have an idea for for what happened. So uh, we have this scene of uh, the three of you, Bill, Ren, and uh, Faye, walking up to uh, what is essentially just an office inside of an apartment. Uh, On this misted window in the door is what reads Lockley and Catan, uh, attorneys at law. Uh, It's kind of dirty, not that well-kempt. Meanwhile, we flash back to Esther washing her hair, uh, and then we cut back to the three of you. You knock on the door, uh, and it starts to open. Uh, We cut back to Esther, like, drying herself off. She's in a towel. She's walking down the hallway, and as she does, like, a little letter (sniffs) slides underneath the door into the apartment. Esther stops and looks at it. Uh, she bends down, opens it up, um, we cut back to Lachlan-Katan. <laughs> the door opens up, and you see Mohammed standing there. Oh! Uh, oh, hey! Well, hi guys, how are you doing? Hey, Water! We got some friends here! And we'll cut back, uh, to Esther reading the letter, and it says, Miss Esther and Miss Faye, thanks for the donuts. Thanks for the Cokes, but we've left to join the Rat Pack. Thanks for everything. We'll see you again soon. And then down at the bottom, it has X-Man signature and then the signature of the other kids. And then we cut back to Woodard and Lockley and Muhammad opens up the door some more. We see the three of you standing in the door and we see this dude in like a green shirt with uh, jeans um, he rounds the corner, he has dark skin, uh, he has black hair, it's kind of shaven down to a stubble, he has glistening green eyes, uh, he walks around the corner, you can tell he is very toned, he works out, but he walks around the corner, and Faye, your heart skips a beat, and he looks at you, and he says, "Marion." end of episode.
3: Yes!
2: <laughs> Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Misconceptions We will be back with our next episode on April 8th. If you have a Facebook or Twitter, you can find us on both of those platforms and you can talk to us on those platforms and also get behind the scenes information about this show. We do have a gmail if you would prefer to contact us that way, and our email is mistconceptionspod at gmail.com. We do have a Patreon where you can support us, and this show is wholly supported by the support of our patrons, whom we love. If you would like to join our team of awesome patrons and support this show monetarily, please click on the link below. City of Mist is an RPG by Son of Oak. You can find more of their products at sonofoak.com. And the Misconceptions theme music was composed by Aaron Wharton. You can find more of his music at aaronwharton.net. That is all for this week's episode of Misconceptions. I hope this show made you feel good about yourself and gave you a little bit of a respite from your normal day-to-day stuff. And I also hope that y'all keep it nerdy, y'all.